We are the Nerd Eternal Network. Some call Jason, and joining me today are uh, the token fanboy Tarky, CDL one one three, and the Todd Bob. And with his release on video just here recently, today we'll be talking about Justice League, the movie that should have been Warner Brother and DC's magnum opus, but ended up the lowest grossing film in the new DC universe. You take such joy in saying that. I do. I really do. I mean, I was going to bring it up, but I don't like joy in it. Did it at least make a profit? No. Uh, yeah, I never did <laughs> no, 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 we I'd didn't. Have to, I'd have to go back and look. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it. Yeah. Did, did they cover their uh, filming cost? Uh, let's see. Internationally, probably. It had to. It had to make seven hundred million dollars to make a profit. Yeah, it did. Alright, so anyway, opinions on the movie. Tarky, what do you think of the movie? It's fine. Like, it felt like a rush job, obviously, because you introduced three new characters. Yeah, you introduced three new characters and just went, you're just going to have to accept it. And we all went, you're telling us this just because we know what they're supposed to be, so you're just telling us to accept it. And they went, can you do that for us, please? And from my point of view, I went, yeah, sure, whatever. It's a different universe. There are different rules. I don't like what you're doing with one of them at all. Only because of the sake of a name. But, yeah, all right, I'll accept it and watch this. And it's okay. Which one Which which one did you have the biggest problem with? Well, the fact that you, you already have the Flash, Barry Allen with a fairly specific history and this film and you know they even have a show currently out with Barry Allen Flash but it's just like you, you, you didn't need to say this is Barry Allen Flash because you're trying to con- you're confusing your own audience by making two Barry Allens side by side mm-hmm. you know if there was a time gap between this show The Flash and The Flash in Justice League it would be acceptable. But because you have two running side by side, you can say, you know, different universes, but your casual fan's still going to get confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when their personality is so different. What do you think of it, Danny? After all the hype about the movie, I, I didn't see it at the theater. I waited till it came on uh, uh, video, uh, and mm-hmm. we watched it on, on Vudu. And uh, after all the positive hype, all the negative hype, I went into it with an open mind. And uh, it was a good action movie. You know, I looked at it going into it going, okay, what what kind of experience am I going to have? It was a good action movie. I'll give it that. It was pretty. I'll give it that. There were things about it I liked. There were some things about it I didn't. Uh, Like Tarky said... They say, okay, here's three characters we haven't shown you before. Accept it. For the sake of this is the DC Universe. Well, technically four if you wait till the after credits. Mm-hmm. They yeah. show you a, a, a villain that you have never seen before. In the I think movie. you can go on and spoil that. If you have, yeah. You'll know his death stroke the Terminator by now. Yeah. But they show you three heroes you haven't seen before. Except a little itty bitty cameo pictures 
it's you know Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash. And as a comic book reader, you know who they are. You you've you've grown up reading them. You can roll with it fine if you're going in as a comic reader. Yeah, but as someone, if you go in at like my wife, she's not a comic book reader. She's not a comic book fan. We're sitting there watching the movie, and she's got her hand up, waving it at me, and that means you know that's our signal. Pause the movie. So I hit pause, and she's like, "Who's this? What do they do? Why are they doing this?" And she doesn't need to be familiar with them. She's got the encyclopedia sitting next to her. Right, and so I have to break it down. Okay, in the comic books, they do this, 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 and this, and in the movies, they're doing this, this, that. You know, so you know. There are times when we go to movies, she'll be nudging me like, what? Who is this? That's such and such. And, you know... So anyway, she had to stop and get you to, to fill in those three characters for her. Cause right. As the casual viewer, she didn't have a clue who they were. Right. And the uh, action scene, you know, the, the villain, Stephen Wolf, you know, she's like, who is this guy? And why is he such a threat? He's, you know, a follower of, Apoc- of Dark Side, you know, from the Planet Apocalypse. Who? You know, <laughs> so I had to, you know, pause and break that down for her. And she's looking at me like, huh? Where, where some people like Tarky's age, any kid Tarky's age, you'll be familiar with some of these characters from the Justice League cartoon. Right. My, my wife is looking at me like I'm, you know, I might as well have been babbling Greek she to a Klingon. To, you she know? should be used to it by now, though. Yeah, yeah, wow. All right, Todd, what do you think of the movie? Please keep it short. I didn't like it. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like it. it. Well, it was par for the course. It's par for the course. Uh, uh, they truthfully showed me with Man of Steel that, yeah, they're not going to give me versions of the heroes I grew up with that I, the least bit recognizable, so, yeah. And that's kind of my chuckle when I when I said with Glee that it flopped. It was because I can remember in 2008 when I was one of the people that had kind of the attitude when, you know, when Dark Knight was kind of going and you had to think, oh no, Dark Knight's the greatest thing since ever. And hell, they were working on Man of Steel and Zack Snyder was at uh, Comic-Con talking like, well, you know, a D-lister like Thor's got a movie that Superman must do all this. And to watch his hubris explode in public view, yeah, tickles me pink to my stomach. It would be great if the DC could have managed to put out a viable universe. They got the characters for it. You know, the characters were better known. But the trick is, their egos have destroyed them. And yeah, it tickles me. Pride goeth before the fall. And that's exactly their problem. It tickles me pink to myself. The quote is actually, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Yes. The quote still applies, though. But yeah, that's and that's the reason why I can sit there and go, yeah, it it tickles me to go, you've built up to your, well, you've half-assed built up to your Avengers and it fell on its face. I I will say Give it five years, do something, you know, and start over. I will say this. From the first Superman movie where he was so dark, from Batman v Superman where it was even darker, Justice League did... Wonder Woman, even though it was set in World War One and was a dark era, Wonder Woman made a, made, made a turn and was a lighter, you know, more superheroic, superheroic movie. Justice League the made that had turn. Flaws, but people liked it so much based on the fact that it was it wasn't know. grimdark. Yeah. It wasn't the typical Snyder grimdark. Yeah, she you know she was a hero. You know she hero. was heroic. They made that turn with Justice League, and hey, they well, like it when our heroes well, are heroic. Well, they 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 made a half turn, likely thanks to Josh Whedon. Because yeah. Snyder's version would have been more of the grimdark. Everything yeah. you hear about Snyder's version was, and the trick more is, grim. and the trick is the the fans that the DCU have are pissed off because we should have went with Snyder, which would have been more than grimdark. And again, it's kind of funny because they don't seem to realize that that's the reason why their movies keep failing. It's not a vast conspiracy between critics and all this. It's people with eyes. It's people with eyes watching the movie. They grew up with these characters, so. For a lot of, for generations, 
you don't have to tell people who Aquaman and Flash and about the only person they had there that you might have to explain was Cyborg. Yeah. Because everybody else has been Cyborg and Cyborg and Steppenwolf may have been the two people. Hell, if you were a fan of the Super Friends back in the 80s, you knew who Steppenwolf was. Yeah. But at our age, you didn't have to you didn't have to explain. Truthfully, truthfully, Cyborg would be a problem. At Anyone age, my age knows who Cyborg is. Yeah. Knows the origin of Cyborg. Anybody our age that watched the last couple seasons of Super Friends knows who Cyborg is. The yes. only thing you would have had to explain to casual fans of my generation that may have watched Teen Titans was the he is made from mother box technology. Because yeah. that was not explained in Teen Titans. Right, but what I'm saying is, that was a well, new that's, that's new 52. 52. Yeah. You, you get people that go to the movies that are 50 years and older, okay? You know, they, they've got disposable income, most folks 50 years and older. On the other hand, 50 years and older is almost never the target audience to these kind of movies. This is true. But 50 years and older, they grew up with Superman. They had the, you know, the original action comics and, you know, they, I mean, think about it. Superman's been around since World War II. And that's the problem, is if you are going to base... If your foundation is going to be brand recognition, right. then you have to give people the product that people recognize. Exactly. And, and, and that's where they have fallen on their face. And they went, everybody will go see this because it's Superman. And then they give us grim, dark, neck-snapping, normal human knocking through buildings, threatening everybody with a mama with hey, heat vision. Can, can, I, can I finish my statement here? All right. You got a character that's been around since World War II. All right, then you got the classic Justice League that have been around, you know, since the fifties, sixties, fifties and sixties. You know, the, some of the characters were introduced in the fifties, and then the rest of them in the sixties. Then the cartoon came around in the seventies. So you've got these gap of characters that have been around. So people in their forties, fifties, and sixties, in age group, know who they are. Okay, they missed a huge chunk of money that would have went to the theater and seen a brand recognized character. Now, like Aquaman, I get why they didn't put him in an orange shirt and you know green pants. You know, it probably when they tested it, it they could have more than likely they did not test it. If I had to guess, and they could have done it, they could have done it in a gold or something. Still had the basic look. Right. Because you had people in it. You saw people, when he went to Atlantis, you saw a guy that was in the damn Aquaman outfit. That was just one they didn't want to. Because they realized because they had they a lame character. Right, because they realized that Aquaman is a joke. And He's a joke. I mean, Well, they make fun of it in the movie. Oh, I hear you talk to fish. But, you know, and to me, I told my wife, I said, one of my disappointments was they wasted Momoa on Aquaman. They should have picked someone else to play Aquaman and put Momoa as a villain or another hero, a buff. Like He could have been Hercules. He he could have been Lobo. Well, that's, a, that's more of a Marvel character. He could have been Lobo. He would have had a decent Lobo. Because Lobo, Lobo's got that whole broth kind of thing going on. That, you know. You know, he could have been, you know, Ra's al Ghul. He could have been... Uh, uh, no. Well, I mean, he could have been a Batman villain. I mean, he's got... He could, been, he could have been a decent Bane in this universe. Yeah, I mean, he's got some size to him. He could have been a threat. He could have played a super, a physical Superman villain that you could have seen going toe-to-toe with somebody. I could see him being Mammoth if they did, uh, oh, what was the Titan villains group? The Fatal Five, the, the Fearsome Five. Yeah, but, you know, he does, you know, they had to blonde his hair out. Yeah, he didn't look right as a blonde. Well, he wasn't really a blonde. He's, he's got a really blonde. I'm looking at him. They just put highlights in his hair. Yeah, but I mean... And that was really just a shout out to how he's supposed to look. And you know that that was a disappointment for me. Well, and is, you you had to do something to get him away from being the joke. Aquaman is a joke in the zeitgeist. He's a joke. He just is. The Teen Titans trailer that Jason likes so much. Whether they do, they make fun of because if Aquaman can have a movie, anybody can have a movie. He's a joke. It's kind of funny in a sad way that the DCEU is kind of, they're looking at Aquaman coming later on this year as like the savior stuff. And it, it, dude, it's Aquaman. It's not going to save anything because when it's all boiled down, it's Aquaman. He's a yeah. joke. He's a joke. Momoa didn't really 
took him from you know just a complete joke to dude bro. He's still a joke. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's yeah. like the Come surfer dude that yeah. you know. Hey, I'll help feed this village over here because you know they get landlocked or they'll starve. You know, like okay, cool, that's nice. You know, but he's surfer dude. You know, what I mean, he surfed in on a bad guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the point where, from my point of view, it's like, okay, you're you're making an Aquaman character. Okay, give me the story. It's all right. I like the character well enough. My thing is like, you keep going. He's a joke. He's a joke. He's a joke. Okay, as long as you know that, you can still tell a fine story with yeah. a joke character. You could. Well, well, my thing is. That he's a joke is why they changed him so much. Right. The trick is you change him so much, and it gets into that whole well, he's not recognizable. Why are you bothering? It's it's one of the, it's it's the whole problem with like the bay the bay formers out of out of Michael Bay Transformers. You slap recognizable names on them, but ain't a one of them ain't a one of them characters actually recognizable. You know, if you're going to use Aquaman, use Aquaman. If you think Aquaman's too lame to use. Use somebody Fill that else. Slot, you know. Yeah, put Green Lantern in it. Put Martian Manhunter in it. You know, yeah. use somebody else. But overall, uh, I didn't mind the movie. I thought it was okay. Uh, it was it was about the best I expected to be going in. I'll be I'll be honest though. I went in with my expectations kind of low. But like Wonder Woman, it was a little less dark. I realize that's because Snyder stepped out halfway through and Whedon took over. In fact, some scenes you can, some scenes the lighting is different when Whedon takes over. You can actually almost tell from shot to shot which ones he was, yeah, which ones he was doing versus which ones Snyder did. But uh, and it, as is Whedon's thing with superheroes, he made sure to show him saving civilians, which helps build up the more heroic you know feel to him, as a as opposed to them just kind of being you know thugs superpowers, which is what you got in some of the previous ones. Yeah. So I, I left the theater not disappointed. It was not a great movie. It was an okay movie. Uh, like I said, I got basically the best I'd hoped for going in. So, with the exception of the Flash, the Flash really bothered me. Oh, one just, of the, just the depiction. One of the things that I, I pointed out to my wife when we were watching it, when they brought Superman back, and Batman's like, "Go get the big gun," you know, and you know they're they're in the process of trying to you know. Calm Clark down, you know, or calm Superman down. Lois shows up. Clark, it's me. And you got a Metropolis super, or a Metropolis cop standing over the side with his gun drawn. You know, like, okay, it's Superman. I don't think a Glock is going to stop Superman. First of all, but you're calling Superman by a, you know, his real name. His real name. Only his first one, though. There's a lot of Clarks in the world. You could have called him Superman. It's me, Lois. But she was going for emotional impact. Yeah. His yeah. name's going to hit him more than some alias that he'd used for six months. Yeah. She could have She could have whispered it. He would have still heard her. But the fans wouldn't have. That. That's just a play to the audience, so the audience can keep up with stuff. And they don't have secret identities worth shit. Yeah, that's they true. They don't. They don't. I mean... Yeah, and Man of Steel, he plays so loose with his secret identity that I'm pretty sure all of Smallville knows who he is. Yeah. If Lex Luthor in this doesn't know who Superman really is, then he's derpy. Because, I mean, it's literally everywhere. Well, I mean, look at how uh, Batman and Aquaman were in the village. They're just they're just walking through the village talking about, oh, so you wear, you dress as a bat. Uh, you talk fishing. It's like... Aquaman yeah. don't care. Everybody knows. In the, yeah. Everyone in that building yeah, knows everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody knew everybody they knew who Aquaman was, but again, Batman is in there going, you know, secret identities be damned. Well, and it, it's a weird thing, too, because, like, I can understand it from one point of, this is a Batman who's been being Batman for 20 years. He's pretty sure he's going to die soon. And that's basically how he acts through the movie is, eh, I'm going to die here. Eh, I'm going to die here. Eh, I'm going to die here. It's almost a Dark Knight Batman, and then, or the uh, Dark Knight yeah, Returns, Dark Batman, Knight Returns Batman. And what, when he's seeing that, I'm like, yeah, he doesn't care if people know he's Batman anymore because he's gonna—he knows he's gonna end up dead in an alley in the Batman suit. He knows this because he's hunting down monsters that can fly and explode on command. He knows he's out of his league. 
he, you know, he's just, trying, movie, he's just trying to get something put together to take care of things. Yeah, when he's gone. Because even talking to Alfred's, you know, remember back in the day when the worst thing was a wind-up exploding penguin. And you see him, you know, wounded with the bruises and all fighting Superman. You know, after he gets a speech, yeah, he walks off and, yeah, it's time for him to lick his wounds because he's dying. I can see the aspect of him not caring anymore because it won't matter anymore. Mm. You know, he's built an aircraft carrier. Well, not an aircraft. He's built an aircraft that will carry him. I phrased that wrong. That, you know, is super fast, high tech, and carries all his gadgets. He doesn't need the mansion anymore. It doesn't matter if people know where he lives. He won't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, we'll start off with Danny. What do you think they could have done to improve the movie? You know, without going back and retroactively fixing previous movies, you know, you're the director in charge of Justice League. What do you do to make this movie better? I would I would have hinted at Superman's return, but I would not have brought Superman into it. That would have been that would have, I would have that would have been the arc them trying to get what they needed to bring Superman back. Steppenwolf, if he would have been the, the villain, would have his uh, task would have been to gather the mother boxes. I wouldn't have had it all happen in one movie. That would have been the arcing plot of several movies, gathering the mother boxes. Instead of getting all three mother boxes in one movie, that one mother box a movie, and I would have milked it. And then that way I could have had, you know, Granny Goodness show up. I could have had uh, uh, Calabac. I, I would have had more of the folks. Like the idea of Granny Goodness as long as it it adds her to play her. Or at least do the voice. <laughs> no, I want it to add her to play her. Yeah. You can do force perspective and, and CGI a little bit to give him the proper size, though he's not really a small man anyway. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've always wanted it as her to live act, to play her live action. Yeah, you yeah like you mentioned. And for anybody that doesn't know, in the old Superman the animated series, Ed Asner did her voice. My and it was wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it really was. Big, gruff voice coming out of what's supposed to be a woman. I'm pretty sure Jack Kirby had a nanny or something that left him with some issues. Yeah. That Granny Goodness yeah. is based off of. Or a neighbor or something. Yeah, something. The trick is, in your version, how in the hell do you beat Steppenwolf? That is a thing. Sand is Superman. You don't beat Steppenwolf with those five. I'd like to pause it for a moment of both Wonder Woman's sword and the trident were able to wound him. You do have things that can hurt him. Well, see, that's the thing. And especially if you're using Snyder. If, if Steppenwolf is having to find the mother boxes, his big thing is, I gotta find these mother boxes. He, I mean, he just walked in and went... Here's the mother box. Here's the mother box. Here's the third mother box. Let me put them together. If he's got to spend most of the movie finding a mother box, like he pops up the first one, okay, lays waste to the thing. Where is the mother box? Give me the mother boxes. You know, he demands the mother box. They're like, what the hell is a mother box? You know, you know. Well, except humanity, all the places that had them knew what they were. Yeah. Yes, but humanity didn't. Mm-hmm. He he pops up to humanity. Give me your mother box. Yeah, the the Atlantis. Well, no, that's not deal. You could have had him pop up and have the Amazons get away with theirs. Go give it to Diana. It, you know, Atlantis is now underwater. It wasn't underwater back in the flashback. You know, that Theramus- before the sinking. Theramascara is now cloaked. It didn't look like it was cloaked back in the day. So, you know, you have all this thing. And the they is, show you. You still have to have your big conclusion at the end of that movie, even yep. if you're doing a series of movies, though. Yep. And they show you in the flashback that there was a Green Lantern. You've already established with a previous movie that there are Green Lanterns. You could have a Green Lantern show up. You could have increased. Basically, what you're saying is you could have started off with this league, saying Superman. Hinted him, maybe had him come back at the very end or in the very beginning of the next movie. And basically, if you did, like, say, a three-movie arc, increase the size of the league each movie. Right. As well as bring in more of the apocalypse people, now that I think about it. You know, bring in, you know, one of the Green Lanterns. Bring in, uh, 
bring in Flash. Bring in... Well, then the trick is you've been better off fighting Granny Goodness and the Fatal Furies or something in the first one than you would fight Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is Darkseid's uncle. You might make it in the second one. Beating Darkseid. I mean, you ain't beating Steppenwolf with the team they had back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Wait, wait, let's get somebody. Let's let's move on to somebody else's opinion. We've been talking. Me and Danny have been talking about it for a bit. Tarky, what would you have done to fix the movie? I'd have a five point plan. Starting with one, you know, characters. Cyborg's fine. His his explanation within the movie is solid enough. You want maybe extend a little bit about the mother box. You know, have something that looks inside his head, where it's kind of you see you know an alien text into numbers into this is what Cyborg can actually see of it. Of like, it is, you know, translating through layers in his mind. You know, and it's going real slow at first, and then the second time you see it, it's speeding up a little bit. Kind of like how Tony Stark sees the Iron Man. Slightly. Okay. Yeah. But like, you know, because he's talking about how it's, it's not just numbers, it's, a, you know, an alien language. Mm. So you'd see it kind of transfer from one thing to another in front of him. So or keep- when he did the hand screen, have it. So keep Cyborg, just flesh him out a little bit better. Flesh out a little bit better. With the Flash, he can be called the Flash. But when you go back to the plane where he's where he's talking with Alfred about people, have him mention Green Arrow and, you know, say something about, you know, he's he's you know, blacked out, we can't contact him. The Flash. As far as we know, he's in another dimension right now. But and they show on the screen where they're seeing red flashes doing things in places, you know, some other city, and they go, well, who's this? And they show the, you know, face cam, slow recognition, and it's some other name, some random person, if you want, some just random name, and he tracks that, you know, name down, he goes, you know, it's some kid that figured out, either by accident or something, a way to access the speed force slightly different from the way... That's, that's you doing a Justice League movie without the Flash. Well, no, you, you got, you got, it's like what Marvel pulls, well, here's some schmuck, <laughs> that we're going to give their name to. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to do the Wally West Flash. Well, I mean, it's like you, 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 you use a name that isn't Barry Allen, but is known as the Flash. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. You could have had, you could have had a, and you have a Wally him, West. And you have, you know, Bruce Wayne talking to him going, and the guy going, yeah, but I'm, I'm forcing myself to go as fast as possible so people don't recognize me because I'm not the Flash. I'm not Barry Allen. And, you know, Bruce Wayne will go, right, but you have, a, you have that suit, and right now he's not here. Until he comes back, you are the Flash that we need. And, you know, you know, him talking about him needing to go faster and faster and faster. And, you know, to the point where when you watch him move in the movie Flash currently, he is a combination between Olympic sprinting and Olympic uh, ice skating. The way his legs move are ice skating, and the way his hands fly are the way Olympic sprinters run. I like the attention to detail on that. Because it shows that using the speed force, he doesn't have to move like a regular human runs. He is skating on speed force, more or less. I thought the running was kind of perfect for myself. Well, it's because it's a combination. Because it's he's skating. This guy Blue was sitting there the whole thing. Going, he runs like a Welshman. Then he runs like a Welshman. He does. He does run like a Welshman. But when I saw it, I went, oh, he's doing Olympic sprinter hands, but he's he's skating. And that was my thing. Was okay. They're... They made a character that's obsessed with going fast to the point where they have super speed and is still going for the most optimal movement they possibly can. Yeah, trips over everything. Yeah. Yeah, once again, that's not... I'd only have him trip when interacting with Superman because he's talking about how he pushes people. He wouldn't be able to push Superman. He'd start, and then it would move in, which they did, but... That was actually my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is him Superman seeing the eye. Tracking is like a hell. And, and the look on his face, yeah. look on Flash's face when he realizes you're meant tracking. But you know, have him be not very talented. That was Flash's look most of the time. Was he, he killed a dude. All right. And you're, what's your next point? The next point is Superman does not need to appear halfway through the film. What needs to happen is when Cyborg's talking about the mother boxes, imagine Superman is still, you know catatonic at the state. He's talking about the blowback from the mother boxes when you separate them. And he's talking about how it's a generational energy. And they go, well, you know, could that spark life back into Superman? 
you know, and the thing is, you know, we know he has the three, Steppenwolf has three mother boxes put together. Will separating them, forcing them apart in some way, give a spark to Superman? And then you could have the whole, you know, with perfect timing thing, yes, we could redirect it into him. That way, the revival of Superman is at the end of the movie. He pops up, you have kind of a fight scene for a moment, and you have some way of triggering his memory. And then you can factory reset Superman. Because from the generational energy, you can have kind of a, a loophole where he goes, I've been so wrong in, you know, how violent I've been, how monstrous I've been. And then you, you know, he cuts himself to Boy Scout after realizing, you know, seeing the generation of life within him makes him value it more. My dad was so wrong. But it's a wood chopping ghost up in Antarctica. Because he was. Batman and Superman, he sees his dad up in Antarctica. Oh. Chopping wood. Oh. Which point were we on? Uh, placing Superman's regeneration back to, to the end of the movie and. More. Still have him for the last fight. Well, well, have him show up, have him fight with, you know, have him as a wild man where Steppenwolf goes, all right, I still got a shot at this. And when the memory triggers, you know, then it's the, you know, Steppenwolf is there, do I smell fear? You know, and Batman would say, you know, do I smell fear? As Steppenwolf takes a step back and then Parademons jump him and all that jazz. Because that way it's, as soon as Superman is back, Steppenwolf is now questioning whether or not he could win. Previously, he was pretty sure he could win. It seemed like a pretty definite deal. Oh, yeah. you brought the dead body of Superman in front of me as an offering. No, 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 that's not going to work. I'm still going to kill you. But they're able to, you know, kind of fin him off enough for the separation they're doing. <clears throat> and you take out the, the foreign family scenes just because... you. You didn't really need them. They were there, so it wasn't just him rescuing faceless people. It was rescuing people you've been seeing in peril throughout the movie. Right, but you had him save people. You're like, oh, he saved the people. You know, oh, Flash saved the people. Oh, and then Flash, you know, in his pissing contest, looks to the right and sees Superman carrying an apartment complex. I did not get a pissing contest vibe from that. It was just both of them doing what they could do. Right, but Flash goes... Oh well, oh well, and then says he does do epic kid, and then runs off. No, because I think that's the reason. That's the reason why they have the race. Yeah, because for Flash it was a competition. It was well, a good did. thing to do, but I want to prove I'm so great to Superman. Yeah, and their pissing contest goes the wrong way, where Superman outshines him so brightly that he might yeah, as well not have them. been there. Well, no, because that family would still been in trouble. But it's just, you know, you save four to the 300. You save who you can save. Yeah. That's a big step for Superman. Yeah. Because he saved somebody, and I'm pretty sure that neither Lois nor his mom were in that apartment building. But somebody named Martha might have been. That's true. <laughs> it's just a thing of. You, 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 well, named Martha. You're a guy. I don't care, Martha. Because no offense. <laughs> You showed me like three scenes of that family. It's just like, there's no attachment to them. There's mm-hmm. no importance in the story to them. I know you're showing me this family just to try to get me like, oh, they're a common family. They're going to be in danger. Like, yeah, I, I get that. You could just show To me- some degree, and maybe maybe they went to them too often, but to some degree you need to see some common folks yeah. and then see them be rescued. Well, the, problem, the thing is you could just show them once after him barricaded the house See the place that you know Steppenwolf that in the distance. And then have them pop up when they're saved at the end. And then have them, you know, show that, show them worried, and then show the escape. Just two times, and that's it. You yeah. saw a common yeah, family. that would have been fine. Then that you saw them fine. running from the danger to be saved. And I say you need scenes building them up. Now that I think about it, though, you saw in Ultron, Age of Ultron, you saw the Avengers have a bunch of people that, you know. Yeah, yeah you never saw them. It was just, it was masses of people yeah. that were trying to rescue as many because as Because for a nameless, faceless person being saved, you don't have to be attached to them. Common human emotion is, oh, I'm glad people are being saved from problems. Fair enough. That's why we like superhero movies, is we like seeing people get saved from problems. What point were we on? Uh, Was that the fifth one? Kind of remove or way less in that, that pissing contest. Or, you know, as Superman's coming in, he'll be like, you know, some kind of encouraging thing to Flash to help him save people. He said, you know... 
start building up that Boy Scout kind of vibe from Superman. Kind of spokesman of the superhero community that he is in the books. Yes. Where he's kind of the statesman. And then change that after credit scene. Change it to Nightwing. Which one? Which after credit? The race. The race. Take out that race and show you know. See now I don't know. No, see the race. The race is a classic. Yeah, the race is a classic. That's, that's a throwback to classic DC. Because they weren't racing in front of people. It wasn't Flash trying to show him up in front of people. It was Flash wanting to test himself. Yeah, but like early on after credit scenes for movies like that should be tasteful involvement that still builds the universe slightly. Well, that's what the Death Strip one was for. The race, the race was a shout out to his old yeah, that was fan, fan service. comic readers. That was, that was good old fashioned fan service though. But uh, what was that? Your five points? I lost track. Yeah, of that was yeah, five. five. All right, Todd. What would you do to fix the movie? Wait five years. I'd waited five Ooh. years before I attempted to do a Justice League. I would fleshed out the characters beforehand. You know that's. That's one of the things that they can look at Marvel and go, you know, that works. You know, if that way you don't end up with a with your team movie where you having to basically give you the origins and introductions to half the team. Mm-hmm. Keeping Superman out would have been fine if you took that amount of time and put somebody in there that was stout. You know, they could have truthfully removed Superman and Batman. Superman, Batman, and Cyborg and gone with Martian Manhunter and Green Lantern and had more of an original Justice League team and I'd been fine with it. Mm-hmm. Because even then, that, that would have the heroes pretty much over their heads, especially if you're dealing with Apocalypse. It would give Danny his thing where you had time to bring Superman into the thing when you know, it would give you an expanding league as that original team not really working. Mm-hmm. And you'd have had, and like I said, you you pick somebody other than Steppenwolf to start with. The hunter, the hunter's a bit rough. In any incarnation of him, you can find he's yep. he's rougher than you got there. I mean, if you want him on the screen, that's fine. But he's off over here. He's overseeing it. Yeah, you're, you're you're orders. Like, like somebody needs the Fatal Furies or yeah, what the you know, Granny Goodness and her Furies. Works with a you know, one of the other generals. Yeah, but but you know you you kind of build mm-hmm. up to that, and then if if you're successful at a point, yeah, bring in Batman and Superman and whoever the hell else you want to for kind of like your final. If it's a trilogy, by that third part, you got a you know you know what's coming. You got a lead that's big enough, and then hell, you have them fight Dark Side or something. But you know, which still falls into kind of what the Avengers have been doing. But. Well, the thing is, the minute they decided with Batman v Superman that, that Apocalypse was going to be the problem, they'd already fallen into the Avengers. Yeah, yeah they they'd right. shot you themselves know, in the foot you know, too. If, if they had, you know, but you said we can't retcon anything. Yeah, this is true. How would I fix that? That's how yeah, I would have fixed it. You know, if I could retcon it, I'd have been building toward the Legion of Doom, which is like looks like what they're hinting toward at the end. Well, you should have been doing that from jump, which would have been different than Marvel. Because Marvel has done no villain teams. Yeah, they haven't done villain teams. They they barely done super villains that survive. So that would have made them different. But instead, they went, Ugh, Marvel doing Thanos, we'll do Darkseid. Eh. But it's it's rushed. The whole thing is rushed. It was too early for Justice League. Because first you got to develop characters that people care about. And you don't care. No. You had Wonder Woman. That's it. People like Wonder Woman. Batman was was too dark because Superman was too dark. That needs to be fixed. The Snyder cut of the thing, of the stuff that I've read about, he murdered. He was going to murder a Cyborg. The the scene where he gets his leg messed up was supposed to be him ripped in half like Jazz. Uh, you know the. And it was supposed Superman was supposed to come back, but it was like he was going to be taken by Darkseid, where he's their general. Which was the whole nightmare thing from Batman v Superman was yeah, it's, it it was going to be a hell of a lot darker. Yeah, you take the time. There's no rush. 
Stop trying to compete with somebody over here and tell your story. Take five years, develop your universe, develop some of these other characters. Seeing Green, seeing a Green Lantern in that was neat as hell. Mm -hmm. Actually, kind of fanboy, right? Ooh, look, it's Green Lantern. Neat. Hope he died. Yeah, it, well, it's it's Snyderverse. Yeah. It's not going, and it's a Green Lantern you don't recognize, which okay. might as well be a Stormtrooper. They don't live. Hmm. That whole little flashback scene I thought was neatly done. It, it was a little... Without the without seeing a Green Lantern, I'm sitting there going, eh, they knocked off Lord of the Rings. Check. <laughs> I can sit through DC movies and go, okay, I've seen this here, I've seen this here, I've seen it. Oh, look, it's the union between the last of... It's the union between men and elves as we go up against the Dark Lord Sauron. Oh, yeah, just, we got a Green Lantern. They got points for me just because, oh, look, it's a Green Lantern. Other than that, it's a cheap Lord of the Rings knockoff. All right, well, since none of us were in charge, none of us could fix this movie, where do you think DC should go from here? We'll start with Todd, though I know probably where he'll start. Stop, wait for five years, and let people forget this crap. Stop. <clears throat> the brand, I always approach things from a marketing perspective. The DCEU's brand is messed up. Marvel can do movies about talking trees and Ant-Man and characters that, you know, people go, eh, who the hell's that? Because they look and see Marvel Studios and they go, I know what to expect from this brand. Mm -hmm. DC's brand right now is grimdark. It's grimdark. It's not fun. You get to go, you don't get to go see superheroes. You go get to see superpowered assholes that you really don't want to live in their world because it'd be like living under the Greek gods. Oh God, please just don't notice me. Don't stick Aquaman on top of that. You know, they've announced that Ava DuVernay is going to do New Gods. Dude, if you can't do Superman, how the hell are you going to do the fourth world? Yeah. You're talking about something where everybody's super powered and stuff like that. You're talking about a $200 million budget to approach that thing doing right. And it ain't going to make that kind of money because people going to look at it and go, what is it? Is it DC? No. Mm-mm. It's DC on top of, I don't recognize Yeah, I don't know who in the hell these people are. And it's DC. If And if they would not give the Super Friends a shot, why in the hell are they going to give Orion a shot? Who the hell's Orion? Who in the hell is Mr. Miracle? Oh, Big Bartle's a favorite. Which, you know, because that was one thing. Oh, she says Big Bartle's a favorite. Which most people go, who the hell is Big Bartle? Why in the hell do I care? Mm-hmm. It's throwing good money after bad. Not my generation. <laughs> Alright. Target, what do you think DC should do at this point? Milk out maybe the last possible good movie this universe could make, which would be like Lo a character like Lobo or a character that suits to Grimdark and is typically kind of a or Lobo's not necessarily Grimdark, but kind of you make, a, brutal enough to you make a movie with a superpowered douche because that's what people ex know, and you show them that's what they should expect. And it's you know it's a funny a hole character that does rude kind of evil things. So you basically take Lobo and do DC's Deadpool. Yeah, where it's more of a where it's more of a comedic right. movie is what I you think. You get you milk out one or two characters like that, and then you cut out and wait five years, so that you can say, well, at the end of the cycle, you know. We ended on a. High we note. ended on. A, we ended with a profit, which means we can do it as long as we make the situation suit the character. So that the, when that five years, when the five year wait is over, people go, you know, I do remember that Lobo movie a while back. Hey, it was okay. Yeah, you make you try to eke out one character that suits the universe you made. You make a profit off of it, and then you cut off, and you go, and people always remember the ending. Mm -hmm. The ending was good. They laughed at the ending. They enjoyed the ending. So once you pick back up and say, we're going to pick this up, it's going to go in a slightly more traditional superhero situations, traditional superhero style of storytelling. It's going to be a fairly straight line this time. So I mean, they don't even have to be Thor Ragnarok goofy. Get the people that do the animated stuff to come in and write your damn movie. 
Yeah. That was really it. That's it. Because the animated... That's, that's really Because a lot of the animated writers have been comic writers. Right. That's that's really not even stepping on the movie producing folks' toes. It's the writing staff. Mm-hmm. Go get the people that wrote Justice League the animated series and Batman and all the comp... And the direct-to-video stuff that's good. Have them write your movie. Go get Bruce Timm and his amazing friends. Have somebody write your movie that's not Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder Snyder is and, the wrong director and David Goyer are not the people to write shiny superheroes. They're just and I'm and I am I'm not saying that the damn thing ought to be a yuck fest because you know that's what we didn't like about Thor Ragnarok is there was no weight to it. But for God's sake, get somebody that knows how to write a hero that ain't an anti-hero. You went and got Snyder, who really everything he's done from Dawn of the Dead to Watchmen. Is grim dark, grim dark, grim dark, and David S. Goria who broke blade. That's that's not where you're gonna get Superman from. Mm-hmm. You gotta get the you gotta get the proper talent to do the job, right? Instead of just well, this guy did a successful movie. Truthfully, Goria would would have been great writing hell Batman, which he's already done. He can write a damn good Batman because Batman is kind of on the edges there. Mm-hmm. He's not an anti-hero, but he's a darker hero. You can't do that. What works for Batman don't work for Superman. You know, as you say that, it makes me kind of laugh. So I'm like, you could have gotten a random farm boy from Kansas and had him go, "What does? how does Superman act? And he could have given you a better description than Snyder. Yeah. And that's that, Snyder's whole thing was, well... Boy Scouts don't work modern day. And I've seen that argument. Well, DC's characters, they're dated. Ain't nobody more dated than Chris Evans' Captain America. Nope. <laughs> and that's what, what works that's what is he has work. The, the, Boy St- the Boy Scout stands in contrast to the rest of them. Right. You're and not that, trying to make all your characters the same character. Right. And that's, and that's what Superman has to be because you have to... Superman is the character that Wonder Woman and Aquaman and, Bat- and even Batman to an extent want to be when they grow up. We're good. He's the ideal. Well, see, that's what makes friendships work. We all like a lot of the same things, but we're not all the same. The same. person. You know, you like foods I don't like. Yeah, You, don't you like, like music. You like pie. You don't like pie. That's just weird. Yeah, it's just... I can awful. understand it like an individual types of pie. But you you like food. I, you, you like music I don't like. You know, I... Prove it. <laughs> We've never discussed movie. Well, that's music. true. Prove it. But I'm saying I'm sure there's probably music out there you like that I don't like, or there's TV shows you like that I don't. I'm a like. big fan of uh, Puddles Pity Party. You ever listen to him? Yes, I have. Oh. How do you like him? I like him. See, see, you got that in common. Now we can talk about we can talk about other movies and TV shows that you like that I sit there and go, my God, how does he sit through that? But yeah. Some of the shows I have to sit there because of the wife, but you know. Well, if, if you're out there and you're listening and you're married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Use that as your excuse for why you've seen all the Twilights. That's exactly why I've seen all the Twilights. Uh-huh. That likely story. All right. Well, we've talked about where DC, where we think hey, DC I could I go. Didn't, I didn't get my, didn't my get turn. Did he not? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Take go right ahead, Danny. Go right ahead. You're married. You should be used to that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think DC needs to. Stop and take a very deep breath and figure out what page they're on. Four. Well, I mean, they're on page... For me, they're on page grimdark. Well, the when they put out the Superman movie, they gave... It's like they gave complete control to one guy and they went, do what you want. Here's 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 the money. Here's the checkbook. Here's the, the pen. Write what you... And it's like... No, <laughs> here's a blank check. Go to World War One. Yeah, do do what you want. No, you can't do that. You've got an established character. You've got an established universe. You've got an established group of heroes and villains that do X, Y, and Z. Okay. Now, I can understand you need to update certain things for the times, for music, for, you know, uh, certain settings. I got no problem with that. You may need to adjust a costume for, you know, cinematography reasons. I I get that. 
What's it? You like the fact that Superman's costume was brighter. Yeah, I didn't think about it. He, but, he you know, it looked like a Halloween costume. They, when they give these directors just, you know, the, when, when... Carte blanche. Yeah, carte blanche. I don't, I don't like that. Well, the problem is, if you're doing a shared universe, it's one sandbox that all the directors have to play in. Early on, Marvel had that same problem. Iron Man was big, so the Iron Man director got a lot of say. Yep. And that's why we wound up with, well, he's kind of an alien Thor. Yep. That's the reason and, why you never really had magic. And that's why the first two Thor movies were kind of weak. Yep. Ragnarok fixed some of that, but went so goofy with it that I really ain't any more fond of it than I am with the other two. You know, Thor has worked better in the Avengers movies than he has in any of his solos. But, but yeah, that, that's... You know, they're going to have to sit and go, okay, what worked, what didn't, and the thing is, that's, that's they, you know, they they have established in they their own. They got to sit down and have a have a come to row moment. Yeah, <laughs> they just really reevaluate their their life choices up to this point. But the trick is, that's they they could have had that a long time ago because walking out of Man of Steel, Superman fandom went. We don't like the fact that he killed Zod at the end. That did not feel like Superman. Metropolis is devastating. You never really saw him save anybody that was not personally connected to him in some kind of well, way. Well, I didn't have as much problem with him killing Zod as I did him not saving this person, not saving that person. His dad being You don't a, start out a murderer. You yeah. don't take your Boy Scout and start him out a murderer. Right. Well, I didn't like how his parents were like, well, you know, if... You hide your secrets. Hide this. Hide that. Well, don't save anybody. He didn't try and save his dad. He didn't. You know, I didn't. That wasn't Ma and Pa Kent. You know, in, in truthfully, that that a lot of that I think is telling you how Snyder looks at the world. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. That's that's what I'm saying. Don't give these writers and directors carte blanche. Go by the established canon you've had for you know seventy years, eighty years. You know. You've got these characters that have been around that long for a freaking reason. Mm-hmm. Use it. I get you have to modernize them and say, okay, they weren't born in 1920. They were the problem is when you tell them, well, well you, can modern, you can modernize them slightly. You that's give them that inch and, and they take that mile. Job. But you gotta, you got to come back to us and clear it with us first. You know, What they need is what the comic book companies had back in the day. Editors. The editor-in-chief. Exactly. It's still a position that comic that the comic companies have today, but the editor chief don't do his job anymore. Yeah. And the editor in chief, you know, he kept the overall universe moving in the direction they wanted. You know, he made sure somebody didn't go quite too far. When Peter David wanted to do the Grey Hulk, well it's a different different piece of Banner's personality. Well, okay, yeah, run with that. What he wanted to do to the Pink Hulk that was gonna be Banner's, you know, Feminine side. Feminine side. went, you know what? It's no. time for you to go write something else. Well, they told him no, and he was like, well, if you don't let me do it, then I'm gone. They went, well, we had fun. You know, because some stuff, even though he could have made it make sense within the, the framework he had set up, it, it was something the editor-in-chief went, the fans are not going to like this. So we're not going to do it. You know, you got to put your foot down. Yeah. But, you know, they DC needs to... As a, as a larger corporation needs to take a step back, take a deep breath, and and do something like of that nature, figure out what what's working, what's not, and take a page from their own continuity and go. You know, we've established that you know we've had characters in the comic books pop up from other universes that can fix things or you know snap their fingers and. I would not do an on screen reboot. I wouldn't do a flashpoint to re to reboot it. I would really, I guess, take Todd's opinion and just stop for a little bit. Maybe do some one shot movies. You know, using I don't know, not not more obscure characters that really wouldn't work, but but self contained stuff. Not you know, maybe you do another Suicide Squad. I mean, technically, it's supposed to be in that universe, but trick is to get to get that you either take Tarky's idea where you some kind of way stumble on a hit. Like if they'd done Wonder Woman and left, then that would have been like the last mm-hmm. thought of their universe. And to be fair, or you go away. A cyborg movie you could probably still do and make a moderate success out of. 
Your just problem, based on how many people remember Cyborg from the cartoon. But the problem that you're going to have with any of this slate is still people are going to go, oh, it's a DC flick? Nah, I'm good. And the only folks that are going to support it, you mark my word with Aquaman, are the folks that can't see anything wrong with this crap here. That Justice League didn't kind of fall on its face because it was a flawed movie, but because the critics and people with eyes and all these other people out to get it because they're loaded with them. Oh, these movies are wonderful. It's just people. People come and don't go. Yeah, it's because the damn thing isn't good. It's not good. And the only way to break that isn't really to go, well, let's throw good money after bad and hope that some of this spaghetti finally sticks. It's to stop throwing. That's what I'm saying. They need to stop and take a deep breath and go, hey, let Marvel do their thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And when the Marvel movies get stale, <laughs> which they're bound to eventually, which they will, cycles, they will, then you jump in. You know, if if DC, if Warner Brothers wanted to do something, work out a deal with uh, Milestone and put Static up there. Static in the Milestone universe is completely diverse, devoid, and separate. And what you do is you might have the Warner Brothers logo up there, you wouldn't have the DC logo. Right, up there. right. You do something like that. And people are going to remember the static shot cartoon. Right. And for God's sake, don't let Snyder touch the damn thing. Find somebody that knows what a teeny bopper hero is supposed to be and let them do that. It sounds like you two are on pretty much the same page. You're saying wait five years. You're saying while they're waiting, take a good look at what they've done. Yeah, plan. And I think that's why Marvel dominates. Is Marvel sat down and built a plan. Yep. They have a plan when you know when Feige comes out and goes, "Yeah, we got twenty year plan after Infinity War, after Avengers four. We're looking at twenty years worth of movies." They sit down and they plan that stuff mm-hmm. out. They just don't. At no point have you seen Marvel go, "We gonna sit on our laurels. We got ten years, multi billion dollar franchise. We gonna phone it in." They plan those. When when you have these crossovers like Panthers in Infinity War, Kugler is sitting on the board dealing with the stuff on Wakanda because every different director, if you directed one of these movies, they bring you in if they the consult. character you director, directed is in there and they consult. So the feel stays the same. You can't... That, DC's not doing that. They're just going, well, let this dude run and, you know, like I said, there were warnings all up to this. Dude, this Superman don't feel like Superman. And instead of going, you know what? Maybe snapping somebody's neck ain't the move. You know, if Cap had snapped the Red Skull's neck and there's a body at the end of it, Cap don't feel right no more. Mm-hmm. And he was in the middle of World War II. He could've, you could have explained it away, but it would have wrecked the feel. You didn't need a body. Do what they did in Superman 2. I'm pretty sure in the original cut of Superman 2, Zod, Ursa, and Nan didn't survive. He took their powers and chucked them down a hole. I'm pretty sure they didn't live through that, but there were no bodies. You wasn't sitting there as a child going, eh, just flat and murk these people. They doubled down on that. People said, we don't like the fact that he murdered somebody at the end of this. So what do they have him do in Batman v Superman in the first five minutes? He murders a normal human. He murders him. That dude didn't live through that. He plowed into him like he plowed into Doomsday. The dude went flying through buildings. He's dead. You just had him murk a human. But heck, you saw his blood on the wall. He painted him. Yeah, he he murked him. And it's like, that's... It's like it was, the, it was the director's middle finger to the fans. Yeah. He, he, he showed up and, 10 and seconds Singer, earlier. Singer and did that with the early X-Men movies. Yeah, and, and then you go from... So if you go... Cause like Target was saying, well, maybe we do a darker character. Well, Suicide Squad was your chance to do dark, and then they tried to do Guardians of the Galaxy with it, where it was goofy and kind of light. That still comes back to not having a plan. They're just trying to copy Right. Them. You know, all of a sudden, Joker's the loving boyfriend. No. If you wanted to do sick, if you wanted to do grimdark, ain't no better, nobody in the DC Universe better for that than the Joker. And then you turn him into some grill mouth wacko that, you know, Loves his girlfriend. What? Take the take five years. Truthfully, read the damn books. If you want to work on this movie, 
Go read the last five years of the book. So you have some understanding of who in the hell you're trying to create instead of this weird ass, you know, when we're going to have Flash as an autistic something that, that pushes I, I got more of an away. ADHD personality. I got a Sheldon from the Big Bang in a costume yeah, field. Yeah, you know. yeah, he was... I don't like tall people. I don't like tall people. Tall people scare me. I don't like bugs. I don't like bugs. Definitely bugs. He was Rain Man. He was Rain Man in a Power Rangers outfit. Do something with that. They ain't like they ain't got a TV show. Watch the damn TV show and go make him closer to that. Well, that that I was that was another Rain. problem for me. You've already got an established character from the TV show with with Flash. You've got an established character on the TV show with Arrow. You could just brought them two in and put them on the big screen. Boom. You and got then you don't have to worry about their origins. Right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely you know, flash. DC has you know screwed the pooch on it, and you've got established characters from the TV shows. Just bring them to the freaking big screen. I mean, heck, you got Supergirl. You established a Superman on the big on on. They only got ninety years worth of books. If they ain't got, if you can't take ninety years worth of books, they ain't gonna take the TV shows. They they damn sure ain't gonna take the TV shows. All right, well that's true. We should probably wrap up about here before the hate spiral gets too big. Yeah, it was already starting. No, and it's one of those where you, we start talking about the little thing that frustrate us, and then you know they start frustrating us more and more. Why do you have twenty year old, twenty year veteran Batman trying to punch demons and not just throwing gadgets at them? Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, because a twenty year veteran he knows better. Yeah. Right. But anyway, <laughs> what about the exploding batarangs? Why am I exploding batarangs from the cartoon? Well, <laughs> anyway, good idea. That's been our opinions on Justice League. So. You know, in the comments below, let us know if you agreed with us, disagreed with us. Think we're part of the vast conspiracy against DC. I was going to say, show us that you're a DC fanboy so we can mock you, but you know. So <laughs> I no, seriously, let us know your I opinion. I'm a DC fanboy. I just don't believe in the vast conspiracy. I still say just leave with us. He, he's not a Snyder, Snyder fan. I, I just don't like Snyder if he ain't doing zombies. So anyway, this has been the experience some call Jason, and joining me today has been... Tarky. CDO113. The Todd Father. And we will see y'all next time. Peace. How dare you steal my line? <laughs> <laughs>